The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. And welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you to our tremendous and very loyal listening audience. I really appreciate you and your very positive feedback about the show. Particularly, I've heard some great thoughts and ideas about the live show that we introduced last week. So if you hadn't had a chance to check that out, I want to encourage all of you to go to the website, the Voice America website, and pull it up because it was a very fun filled and information-filled event. And as we move into the 4th of July week in the United States, we celebrate our freedom and independence. And this week's boomerang effect, which simply means that what you put out in life is what you get back, has to do with your own personal freedoms and independence. A few years ago, I was reflecting on the celebration of the 4th of July in our country, and I recognize that other countries have similar celebrations, and I decided to write out my own Declaration of Independence to honor and recognize what freedom and independence means to me. It was a really wonderful exercise and a great reminder of the fact that we have freedom to choose what we want to focus on in life, freedom to choose our thoughts, our goals, And that leads to the ability for us to deliver our own independence in how we live our lives. So therefore, I want to encourage all of you to take a few moments this week. And if you don't have time to write it out, just simply reflect upon your own declaration of independence and what that means to you and what you're grateful for in your life, which which makes you free and independent in your life and in your world. And now speaking of gratitude and independence and freedom, my guest today is John Rulin, and John has taken the art of gratitude, independence and freedom and appreciation to a whole new level in building business. So welcome to the show, John. Thanks for sharing your insights with our listeners today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, let me formally introduce John. He is ranked number one in sales in the 65-year history of Cutco, one of the largest direct sales companies in the world, and truly, truly a tremendous product. Um, His ranking and broken records still stand among the one million-plus distributors that have walked through Cutco's doors. His firm specializes in teaching sales and marketing teams how to stand out, be memorable, and become even more referable through appreciative leadership. 
They also help firms develop and execute year-round strategic gifting and appreciation programs to open doors with impossible to reach C-level prospects, create employee engagement, drive referrals and sales with clients, and deepen all key stakeholder relationships. His clients span across all sizes and industries and includes many well-known organizations, a list too long to even go into, but the NFL is just one of many. John's second book, Appreciative Leadership, is due out at the end of this year. And he lives outside of St. Louis and is married to his very supportive wife, Lindsay. And John will soon be the father of three. And this is in October, right, John? Uh, you are you are welcome, welcoming your next your third daughter in October. Um, and yeah. I'm sure with your appreciative leadership, uh, mentoring, and skills that you have, one of these girls will probably be president one day, right? <laughs> I hope so. That's yeah, always, I hope so know, too. That's we're we're trying to uh, you know to model it at home what we teach out in public, which is you know difficult, but uh, that's you know that's what we're working on. Hey, we need more women in leadership, so that's why these girls keep keep coming up through you, John, because you are such an excellent role model. You and Lindsay both are. Oh, thank you. But uh, we we uh, we are trying hard. It's. Uh, we're very excited for uh, for the third daughter to arrive, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about appreciative leadership, John, and the importance of the the value of appreciation in building your business. Let's let's talk a little bit about um, what you've learned about building this value of appreciation in your business and really how it has helped you to grow your business. Yeah. Well, I think uh, if you talk to most leaders, um, you know, culture or engagement are all common buzzwords, and you know, at the core of most businesses, they'll give lip service to at least that business is all about relationship. You know, it's all about a relationship with our clients, our employees, our suppliers. But uh, when it comes time to actually execute and show that. I think a lot of businesses and a lot of leaders in particular, they're type A, they're very busy, they're go, 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 and um, they might be great at operations or systems, but if you, you know, you start asking people, you know, especially an executive spouse, you ask them if they're the most thoughtful giver, are they appreciative? It's uh, what we say and what we do are very different. And so I think in business, you know, most people would agree it is all about relationship. And so we've, We've seen that when we appreciate people, most people are walking around at all levels of, of a company, from the leadership all the way down through the people at the grassroots level. They're walking around feeling underappreciated by their family, by their kids, by their spouse, by their boss. And so when you can show genuine, authentic appreciation to somebody, it's amazing what that unlocks in that person and, and what it does to deepen relationships. And so, you know, we've seen it from a... Uh, an internal perspective to take care of employees, but we've also seen it from a external perspective with uh, with clients and suppliers or key referral centers. Just how powerful that can be, and that's the reason our business is growing so well. Because um, we try to practice what we preach, and, and we've seen the uh, the benefits for our clients to do the same thing. Now, John, I know that you've had some. I, what I would consider outlandish forms of appreciation that you've both 
given and received. You've been on both ends of that. Can you share with us some of your stories? Because there's just there's just some great ones out there where you have given appreciation in a very extreme way and then also where you've received it back. Yeah. So I would say one of my favorite stories to share um, involves uh, a gentleman that I met about eight years ago. If you're familiar with EO, it's an it's entrepreneur's organization. It used to be called YEO. Um, but there's about 12,000 CEOs that are in this group. And I, I joined and got asked to join. It just barely qualified to become a member about eight years ago and went to an event out in Vegas. And so there's like a 1,200 CEOs at this event. I don't really know anybody. And I thought I knew about PR and marketing because uh, that's why I, I switched my major from being a doctor to uh, when I started my business in college, I switched. And so this breakout of this gentleman was literally standing room only and actually people were kind of packed to where they were actually outside the room listening. And the guy that was talking you know, I looked at his bio and like he was COO and, and one of the main leaders of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, which you don't think of as being a very sexy business or very PR oriented, but um, apparently it was. And so I, I kind of like poked my head in and kind of, you know, wedged my way in there. And they were talking about 5,000 articles written about them. And they were just amazing. Like they're on Oprah and I'm like, this is a junk company. Like this is crazy. So I, I decided right at that moment, and I'm sure other people have had this moment where you're like, I want this person to be my mentor. I don't want to be a groupie. I don't want to necessarily be a, just a, a client. I want to, I want this person in my inner circle. And so I went up afterwards and said, hey, great message. And I, I come to find out that he's come to Cleveland about a month later to speak to our chapter. And uh, I'm like, I need to stand out. I need to really I got to connect at a deep level. And so I'm asking that, what are you going to do the night before? Be coming in early? And he said, yeah, we're going to go, I'm going to go shopping. And so I'm like, okay, here, maybe this is an opportunity. Where are you going to shop at? And he's like, my favorite store is Brooks Brothers. And so I'm like, this is my angle. And so uh, on my feet, I'm like, um, my favorite store is Jose Bank. What's your shirt size? I'll send you a shirt. And of course he looks at me like, like, does this guy have a crush on me? Like, this is kind of weird. Like, he's asking my clothes size. He, <laughs> yeah. told, me a, he, he told me a size. And uh, so, I, and then I was like, what else are you going to do? And he's like, not really anything. I said, well, you want to go, I, mean, I have opening, you know, seats or opening tickets to LeBron's in town, you know, for the Cavs. Um, I said, do you want to go to the game? And, of course, he said, yes. I said, do you want to grab dinner? He's like, sure. You could tell, like, the dinner in the Cavs game was kind of like ho-hum, like he probably does that 50 times a year. And so, um, you know, the day comes, and, I, and I'd had this idea in the back of my mind, but when his flight started to get delayed and he's texting me, do you want to cancel? Do you want to, you know, meet up later? And I said, no, it's, you know, take your time, no big deal. I'm like, this is my opportunity. So I went to Brooks Brothers and gave him the search size and then the pan size and everything, and I said, uh, I'd like one of everything in the new fall collection. Um, I, I don't jackets, sweaters, pants, shirts, everything, one of every color. And they were like, for real? And I said, yeah, I want one of everything. It was like $7,000 worth of clothes. And then we went to the, the Ritz where he was staying at, and I said, I went to the GM and said, hey, I, got a, I have a VIP coming to town. Do you want to do something really over the top? And the guy's like, yeah, what are you thinking? I said, well, I rolled up like three carts of clothes, and I said, I want to turn this guy's room into a Brooks Brothers store. Um, merchandise it and we'll lay out sweaters here and whatever else. And so he gets, you know, Cameron gets in, he's exhausted. He's like, do you want me to just check my bags for the bellhop? I'm like, no, go, up, go upstairs, take 15 minutes, refresh yourself, come down whenever you're ready. 
And normally he's a real tall, lanky guy, and his eyes are kind of squinty. Normally he's like real chill guy. And he comes down, and me and my business partner are in the um, the lobby bar, just having a drink, just kind of waiting. And his eyes are like the size of like silver dollars. He's like, John, whatever you, he's like, you're crazy. He's like, I've texted pictures to authors and called back and given different quotes of like the best customer service experience that I've ever had. He's like, whatever you want to talk about for as long as you want to talk about it, I'm all ears. And we had an amazing night, um, even though like things were cut short because he got in late. Um, but fast forward over the last eight years, he's opened doors with, you know, the president of Starbucks and, and become a friend where he invited me to his wedding. And he's really become, you know, part of my inner circle. Um, and the ironic part is people are like, well, I could never do $7,000 or I, I could never afford that. Or, um, the funny thing is, is it didn't cost me anything like the, he came back to me and said, either you're going to tell me how much the clothes are that I pick out, or I'm just going to send you a, a, a check and I'm going to round up. He's like, I, I, the experience of what you created for me was the gift. He's like, nobody's ever been that thoughtful and wanting to deepen a relationship with me or appreciate me or whatever else. Like I do a lot of dinners. I do a lot of that kind of stuff. And it means, you know, it's just kind of blends and blurs all together. He's, so he cut me a check for like $2,000 of worth of clothes. He picked out the jackets he wanted, whatever else, and the rest went back to, to Brooks Brothers. Um, but the experience cost nothing. But the uh, to this day, there's still a ripple effect taking place because of that uh, that one act. And that's, uh, that is the outlandish, you know, concept. And again, I, what I love about that story, John, is I, I and I want to know, how did you get the idea, the thought in your head that said, ask him his shirt size and his pants size, a guy that you had just met that you're just going up to at the end of his breakout? And, we, you know, where did that idea come from? Um, I think it's uh, one of the things that I saw modeled with a mentor of mine early that I learned a lot of the way I appreciate people and what I teach to this day around strategic appreciation most of the time people ask themselves what's the least I can do or get away with. Like when you're going to a wedding or you're going to a graduation, like we all kind of naturally, but just our, our normal human tendency is to say, do I, do I need to give $50 or should I give a hundred dollars? Do I need to buy a hundred dollar gift or $200 gift? Like what, what can I get away with here and still look like a, a generous person? And my mentor was the exact opposite. He would say, what's the most I can give in this situation? He would just, he would do things just because, not necessarily because it was, you know, once a year and it was bonus time. Like he would, you'd find a deal on something random like noodles and he'd buy like a truckload of it and everybody at church the next Sunday would end up with like a year's supply of noodles. Not because he wanted anything, just because he that was his mindset of, you know, I, give more than is reasonable. And so when I saw that modeled, I start, you know, to every day ask myself the question, you know, who am I grateful for? Who, you know, who do I want to deepen a relationship with? But I'm always asking myself that, like, what's the most I could do in this situation? Not what's the least I could do. And so when I come across individuals, you can't do this, you know, it's not necessarily duplicatable to do something that's over the top every single day. But when you become aware of it and you are constantly, showing gratitude in different ways. And some things are more planned out than others. Um, but when you ask yourself that question, you know, that's a powerful question to ask. And you start getting different answers when you say, what's the most I could give versus what's the least I could give. And um, when the opportunities present themselves and the, you know, and things align, then you're able to say yes and go do it. And, you know, so we don't do 
that kind of experience every day, but we do it on a pretty regular basis because we're, we're aware and we're asking ourselves that question. And it's amazing the opportunities that pop up because of that. And one of the things I know, John, is that in my coaching practice, when you ask yourself empowered questions like that, and you have gratitude like you're expressing, um, it always, that's the whole concept behind the boomerang effect, which is what you put out is what you receive back in your life. And so um, before we go into our first break, you had mentioned that that. That opened the Brooks Brothers experience, opened up the doors for Starbucks. What other doors opened for you as a result of that? Yeah, so it, literally, he coaches clients. You know, he's kind of like an outsourced COO, CFO for fast growing companies. So every client that he's ever had, he's either sent them a gift or been open to connecting me to them. So some of the names you wouldn't necessarily know, but I, you know, within the last year had a call with a with uh, MCI, the CEO of MCI, they're based out of Switzerland, and um, we haven't done business yet, but we had to call, you know, multiple uh, interactions with uh, with the CEO, and they've got, grown from a $100 million company to an $800 million company in the last five years. So any relationship that is his in, in his inner circle has now become part of my inner circle, or at least access to. So Starbucks is one of the more well-known ones. He connected me to Lululemon. Um, so when I was in town, I, we haven't done business with them, but um, one of the, the VP of HR ended up having a package of all cool Lululemon stuff waiting for us in our hotel when I went to Vancouver and took my wife there, which my wife's a huge Lululemon fan. So I'm like a hero. Um, you know, when we check into a hotel and there's all this free Lululemon stuff. Um, so we've, we've gotten... Um, countless introductions and some of them have turned into clients. Some of them have just turned into, you know, great, uh, great opportunities. I've been able to speak at different conferences with some of the top thought leaders in the world. Uh, Jason Gaynard and uh, Mastermind Talks is a group that, uh, that I've been able to get connected to through Cameron and some of his introductions. And um, one of the top uh, mastermind groups out of DC called Cadre, Derek Coburn is one of his coaching clients. And so if, um, I could probably, if I thought about it um, and wrote it down, you know, there's probably, I don't know, 50 introductions at least that have happened as a result of uh, Cameron. And I mean, the cool thing is, is it's uh, every month and every year, it just keeps multiplying. So there's more and more and more opportunities. It's not like it stops. Um, so there's right. a new ripple effect. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the great part of the story, too, which is, hey, it's like, hey, the Cavs are in town, LeBron, it's a big, you know, it's a big deal or draw for most people. Obviously, for him, it's kind of like, yeah, I've done, been there, done that, you know. And uh, But when you have $7,000 of the new fall line in all of his sizes in the hotel room after a five-hour delay, I would imagine that just, it, it's probably mind-blowing to him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. really. Just somebody great. that experiences a lot of nice things. It was, it, uh, yeah, it, it just touched him at such a deep level. It was, uh, it was, it, it, it's. I still remember the look on his face when he came down. I remember where I was at. I mean, it was eight years ago, but it's one of those experiences that even I won't ever forget, just based upon the response and the what it, what took place. 
Yeah, and your endorphins had to be just at an all-time high because of that, too, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. I w- yeah. yeah, well, it was, it was, I was excited and scared at the same time because he could look at, I mean, it could backfire. I mean, there's sure. an opportunity for him to think I'm a stalker or, like, yeah. like I, I mean... You know, I tell people all the time, like there is, ri- like there's risk in doing anything that's worth doing, and giving is in that same category. Like there are times where we get, a, you know, one out of a hundred gifts come back, or whatever else. And a lot of times, people latch on and focus on the one out of a hundred versus the ninety-nine that are wowed or blown away. And so, but I, I was nervous. I was like, that's a lot of money. What if he takes all the clothes? And I never talk to him again, <laughs> or my business partner's gonna think I'm an idiot, or I mean. I had to calm those conversations in my head and just be like, you know, I hope this goes the way I think it's going to go, but who knows? Yeah, you did, you jumped off the ledge and went for it. Way to go. Well, listen, we're up on our first break. We're talking with John Rulin about appreciative leadership, and we'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back with John Rulin talking about appreciative leadership. And John, what are some of the strategies that you design for other companies with gifts of appreciation? And let's talk about some of the benefits of those strategies, because I know that's certainly a focus of the ruling group. Yeah, yeah. So a, a, a core part of our business is just, you know, bringing legitimacy to the idea of that appreciation matters. If you do it right, that it is, it's the same as, marketing or operations or finance, like it's a core discipline that, you know, if you 
really incorporate into your business. It can have a, a major impact on your ROI and your bottom line and all the things, all the metrics that we, you know, as business owners or business leaders were focused on. And so a lot of what we do is we lead with that. And once a leader, you know, comes back to us and says, gosh, I thought I was, you know, great at this, but I, I, I'm not very good at appreciation. Like we do this once a year and it's kind of a token thing and it's, um, okay, how do we do this? And so a lot of what we do is try to just ask the right questions on, you know, who would you, you know, who's important in your business life that without them you wouldn't have a business, you know? And a lot of times we get people to treat their suppliers better than most people treat their clients because they realize, well, gosh, you know, I, I'm myself included. If I, without these gift suppliers, I don't have a business. So Cutco and a lot of these different companies that we that we buy from are super important to us. And so we try to add value and take care of and appreciate with gifts and other things to our suppliers. And we ask our clients to kind of put this in an all-encompassing list. Like, who are the key stakeholders? Is it investors? Is it suppliers? Is it referral partners? And for some people, that's 20 you know, relationships for other people, it's 2000 relationships, but you know, you try to get vetted what that's going to look like. And then we kind of reverse engineer it backwards and say, how many times do you want to be top of mind with that person? And what's really important to them? And a lot of the ways that we're able to to help people appreciate um, their key relationships is by looking at them holistically. I think a lot of times we get very myopic in our view a client and we say, okay, we, we have a hundred clients and they're all, you know, 90 of them are men and, uh, they like golf. So let's go do a golf outing. And what they don't recognize and what we try to get people to step back and say, well, it's all guys and they're, they're all men, but you know, what about their, you know, what do they do outside of business? And a lot of them are married and a lot of them have kids and a lot of them have assistants. And so we try to get people to think holistically and, and get them to, you know, one of our questions is, is, you know, who's in their inner circle? And most, for most executives, whether they're guys or gals, it's their significant other, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, or, or a wife or husband. It's, they have an assistant and they have kids. And so we try to get them to think through, like, what if we, what if we helped appreciate their key relationships, them internally? Like, what if we, what if we did things for them and their family? What if we did things for their assistant who helps make sure that we get meetings scheduled and things, get followed through on and you know so we're talking right now to the Chicago Cubs and they have you know 100 admins that are really important to them that are oversee all the tickets and suites and whatever else for the, their biggest clients so they're doing a big appreciation event for all these admins because that's a really important relationship in most of their their uh, their what they call their client's life and so a lot of what we do is try to get people to identify that list get them to ask the right questions um, you know are we doing things that are personalized or are we doing things about us and, you know one of my most important distinctions when you're appreciating somebody is you know is it a gift or is it a promotion and a lot of people are like well it's both and I'm like and I can't be both when you go to a wedding you know, you'd never go to a wedding and engrave, you know, compliments of John Rulin and hand somebody this Tiffany's vase with their name engraved on it. You would make it all about the couple that's getting married. You would put their name on it. And so in business, for whatever reason, it's become commonplace for us to make, try to disguise a gift. And what we really are doing is giving out promotions and promotions don't deepen relationships. They're, they're oftentimes they damage relationships because people are like, really? You, we just did a million dollars worth of business with you and you sent us a, a bar of chocolate with your logo on it. Like that's your way of showing appreciation. Um, but in our day and age, like, you know, because of political correctness, nobody will send you a thank you note and tell you that, 
you know, the gift that you gave was actually a horrible thing and it actually devalued the relationship and actually caused more harm than good. So we try to get people to think through gifting, appreciation, touch points with the same level of thought and detail that they would when they're dissecting their financials and their profit and loss statement. Because if people are really saying it's all about relationships and they better get any artifact of that relationship correct. And I think a lot of times people view it as a afterthought. They delegate it last minute once a year and they do way more damage than they do good. And that's, we're trying to get people aware of that and then help them walk through the stages of how they can put together a plan to, uh, to really do what they're trying to accomplish. And would you say, John, that um, the majority of the gifts that you help design for companies, uh, are they tangible gifts or are they experiential or kind of a combination of both? Um, I think they're a uh, great question. I think that there's room for both. I think the best of both worlds is a hybrid. We don't necessarily um, offer the experiential uh, we encourage it. We'll be a sounding board. We'll, we'll share best practices. But there's a lot of great companies that are good at creating events or experiential gifts. Where most people really fall short is when it comes time to provide the tangible, whether that's a you know a, a handwritten note or a, a you know a gift of some sort, or we call it the artifact of the relationship, the uh, you know the actual tangible item. That's where most people go cheap. They'll go, they'll have the nicest wine and the nicest steak dinner from Ruth Chris or Morton's or Gibson's or you name it. They'll spend an enormous amount of money at, at the Ritz Carlton on the, the consumable, the experiential side. But when it comes time to the, to actually give them something that is tangible, that signifies the value of the relationship, most of the time people do the exact opposite. They're not congruent. And what they're doing, they're, they'll do world class in one area, and then they do, um, you know, below class in another area, and it doesn't. It, it confuses the person who's receiving it. So they they just had a hundred dollar steak dinner, and they're being given like a a three dollar leather imported, you know, portfolio or whatever else with their logo of the company, the size of a softball on it, and it's like this actually like it'd be better to just write a really nice note versus spend you know, $25 on something that's a trinket. Um, so I think the best of both worlds is to do a world-class experience, create a great memory, and either on, the, we call it the pre-experience, maybe it's a gift that shows up two weeks before the event, something cool on their pillow when they check in, or something that's, that, that, that's a cool trigger um, two weeks after the event, we call it the post-experience. Um, I think when you can combine both of them together, uh, do way less events, but do them right, and have the budget to do every detail correctly is where, you know, the person who's attended a hundred events in the course of a year, they only remember yours. Um, the other 99 are a blur because you've done both elements of appreciation really, really well. And I like the idea of the pre-experience and the post-experience. So there's follow-up to it. You know, there's there's an anticipation of and then a follow-up to it. And this obviously kind of generated itself out of, uh, the gift-giving business of Cutco, right, which is obviously a world-class, world, uh, world, well-known um, product, and it evolved from there. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. We started out. I mean, I interned with Cutco. I was a, a pre-med student, and and uh, my mentor I mentioned before was an attorney, and he started giving out 
you know, I thought he would give out pocket knives and other things for all of his guy clients because he was in a very rural area where a lot of business owners are very traditional. And he started giving out, you know, paring knives and carving sets and different things that were more, you know, family friendly. And so I started to apply, you know, I would, I, I would want to get at the meeting with a CEO of some insurance company and I'd find out the CEO's name and find out his wife's name. And I'd engrave handcrafted exclusively for Susie's kitchen on this, you know, you know, $160 carving set. And then I put a note inside saying, carve out five minutes for me. I promise to be worth your time. And I'd get the meeting and the guy would, you know, guys in his fifties and he's expecting somebody in his forties or fifties to come in and then comes a 21 year old, you know, college student. And he's like, do you sell knives? What do you sell? And it's like, no, it's not about the knife. It's about what the knife represents. And here I can help you with your 100 salespeople, open doors, and appreciate your top 1,000 clients. And we started selling really thousands of sets of Cutco versus one set at a time because we understood how to use these different tools as a way to to appreciate or deepen a relationship or stand out. And so, yeah, it started with the knives because it's such a, I mean, there's a the great story that one of my clients, who's one of the top experts on the first 100 days of onboarding a client, his name's Joey Coleman, he used to be an attorney. And the, one of the stories he shared with me, he's like, John, the reason I love the knives so much is that they're an artifact of the relationship. He's like, you know, let me give you an example. I had a client who the patriarch passed away and had three kids, and they inherited you know, basically $5 million was the estate. And they fought for years over one item and they blew through the $5 million. And he's like, John, I, I, I'll give you a thousand guesses. You'll never guess what the item was. I said, you know, okay, a piece of artwork. Uh, what was it? He's like, it was a $20 item. I'm like, what? And he's like, they fought over a harmonica, a $20 harmonica. They fought tooth and nail and blew through the entire inheritance. And the reason they did was for 30 or 40 years, every day after dinner, the father played the harmonica. And as they grew up, that became a part of the fabric of their, who they were, their identity. It was the artifact of the relationship. It was the most important thing. And it wasn't designated where that harmonica was going to go. And they all valued it incredibly. He's like, what you sell with the knives is that artifact. It's every family dinner, every gathering, you're breaking bread with the people, you know, for confirmation or graduations or Christmas or Easter or it's all, you know, you're usually, it's around food and family in the kitchen. He's like, the knives are, are the harmonica. You give somebody something like that and do it the right way with the right personalization, the right timing. He's like, you'll have people fighting over those knives in 20, 30, 40, 50 years because it's, it signifies so much and it represents so much of that relationship. And so he's like, that's why I love the knives. Not the only thing I give, but the knives are amazing. It, you know, for many reasons, but that, that artifact of the relationship is so powerful. And they are, yeah, that's such a great story to share. Thank you. John. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Sorry. Um, So yeah, it's, 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 so it, what started with the knives is now branched into other practical luxuries. Um, we, you know, we have other items, but the knives still to this day are, you know, our number one item that continue to grow. It's, it's, um, you know, we've added other, other products that we feel like are practical luxuries that are daily used that include the family, but it's really hard to compete with something that whether you're 25 years old or 75 years old, like eating is a pretty commonplace thing. And, um, you know, most of the things that people do every single day, like it'd be a little weird to send somebody bed sheets or, you know, like there's, there's, a, there are lines, um, in, 
for whatever reason, the, the knives have become, you know, kind of our signature um, tool with our 20 pro sports clients, with our you know, wealth management, you name the client. Um, a lot of them are gravitating towards the, uh, you know, these great product that's handmade up in New York and, and um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been our go-to for a long time. Yeah. And it's one of those things I can tell you from experience. I sat last year or a couple of years ago, actually at my 30 year class reunion and the, the, one of the gentlemen that was at the table with me, he said, fee, I didn't remember any wedding gift that I got. I couldn't go to the wedding because I was out of the country at the time. So I sent him a, a, a big set of Cutco knives and um, he goes, I don't remember anything except the Cutco that you gave me. So I know what a memorable product it is. And whenever you give it to anyone, people always appreciate it. And so, um, you know, it just, it just, it is something that everyone uses every single day. So it, there's, there are a few, few items that are like that. What are some of the other items, uh, luxury items that you use and how long do you, would you say that it takes to build traction with these gifts of appreciation? Yeah, well, uh, great question, both, both parts. Um, I mean, we, we try to focus, like I said before, on, on things that are practical and useful and that are world class that represent the brands well. So we work with a leather line out of, uh, out of Tennessee. It's called Colonel Littleton and they're beautiful products handmade down there. And, um, the, the beautiful thing about them is, you know, like a leather tote bag. It's not really the time. It doesn't cost $5,000, but it's, you know, it might be a three or $400 bag, but it's something that, somebody would use every single day. Um, the, the, the laptop bags are beautiful. They're not cheap. They're 800 or 600 or $1,000, but they're items that once again, like when you get it, like I get stopped in the airport all the time because they're just, they're so classy and you can just tell the quality of craftsmanship. So we focus on a lot of U.S. made items. Uh, we have a handful of items that are made over in Europe or over in Australia, but um, there are items that are, you know, once again, going back to being kind of universal, like, the knives work really well. We do work with some wine tools and wine accessories that a lot of people, you know, wine is a very popular and universal thing that a lot of people love. And, you know, a lot of people will give out wine. And unfortunately, it's usually, you know, wine of the month club. It's it's cheaper wine. But if somebody really enjoys entertaining, and a lot of more affluent people do enjoy entertaining, giving them a tool that they don't even know exists, that's handmade with their signature engraved into it. It's, uh, we've had people that, you know, own $80 million wine companies that didn't even know it existed. And when they get it, it's, it's something that becomes a conversation piece every time they host or entertain or even on a Tuesday night, if they open up a nice bottle of wine, they're using that piece. Um, so we, we, the leather line has about 100 different products underneath of it. Um, the Cutco product line, you know, the, with all the different things they make, have a, probably about 100 different pieces. Um, we do a little bit of uh, with uh, with audio. Um, I'm not a big fan. I love Apple. I, we have like three or four iPads at our house, but we avoid electronics that uh, every six months they expire. Like I'm looking for something that's a little more lasting. Like if you're going to spend $500 on something, it, it'd be nice if it lasts at least five or ten years. Otherwise, your cost per impression is pretty pretty high. So we have a, a really cool company that's like Tom Shoes, um, where they restore hearing for every pair of headphones that they sell. They're made out of reclaimed wood, so they're super green, but they actually sound better than Bose or, or Beats, and they look way cooler, and they're half the price. 
So we've done an enormous amount of business with them, giving out, you know, around the theme of thanks for listening to new ideas or thanks for listening to our advice and partnering with us. And so a lot of times we'll tie them into cool themes and those headphones have done extremely well. They're a, more of a boutique company. Most people don't realize they exist. They've only been around for four or five years. So we look for little niches of really cool products that, that, um, that we feel like represent our values and represent our clients' values really well and speak well of them and, um, that uh, that hit as many demographics as possible. That's the uh, that's the goal. Because you know, I love the Brooks Brothers experience, um, but in business you can't do that for a thousand people. Um, right. You have to pick your spots to do that for a handful of people. But you have to have some sort of a process in place where you can consistently do something that's world class. And that's why the knives work so well. We'll we'll take a you know like the set you probably sent to your your friend that got married. We take a really beautiful set like that and and break it into chunks. So you might send a carving set before Thanksgiving, but then you take your steak knives and send them out before 4th of July. So over time, over, you know, two years or five years or 10 years, we've had some clients for literally 14 years. They're just every three to six months, they're sending something out and building an entire Cutco collection, you know, three to four pieces at a time. Um, So, it's very useful and thoughtful, but you also don't have to reinvent the wheel and create a Brooks Brothers experience every day because it's, it's um, you know, most business owners have a few other things to do other than just do, you know, gratitude and appreciation. Sure. And that also creates kind of a residual type of an experience as well, you know, or a residual type of income for the company as well, for your company, which is exciting. Yeah, it, it spreads yeah. it out. So it's not a one and done. It's more of a, hey, we're... We're, we're with you for the long haul because you asked about the, the return on investment. Like you'll take somebody out to dinner once and expect to land the million dollar deal. Like that relationships is an ongoing process and gratitude and appreciation is just one element of relationship building. It doesn't mean you can ignore every other area. So, so yeah, we're focused on, you know, when you have a 50 year view of relationships, um, it's amazing, you know, the things that happen when you, you know, you've been coaching for how long, Fee? I mean, it's and, uh, and all the different ripple effects and relationships that have probably come full circle where you planted a seed and five years or 10 years later, it comes back around. We try to get people to think that same way with the, the gifting and the, the, uh, the, the seeds that they're planting when it comes to appreciation. Cause it's, uh, you know, you call you call it the boomerang effect. Yeah. You put, you, you, you reap what you sow. You keep reaping good things out there, a lot of good stuff comes back. Definitely. And we're going to be right back. We're on our break, so we'll be right back with John Rulin. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. 
Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're talking appreciative leadership with John Ruin. Thanks for listening, everyone. And John, uh, there's a story that I read. You you contribute to articles in Forbes magazine and also the Huffington Post. And there's an article that I read about what you did on Valentine's Day. I believe it was this past Valentine's Day this year. And will you share that about um, kind of a, a lead in for your business and how that impacted your business as well? Yeah. So, you know, we try to practice what we preach, which we say, you know, thank you is not something you say once a year. It's something, you know, you teach your kids to say thank you every day, please and thank you, kind of like the basic manners. And so we try to teach that in business. It, you know, saying thank you and showing appreciation should be something done daily, you know, weekly, monthly. And so we try to pick times, you know, kind of the Ritz-Carlton mentality, surprise and delight. We try to pick times when most people are not, and especially in a business setting, are not saying thank you or not showing appreciation. So Valentine's Day is obviously... You know, should be if you have a significant other, you should be. That's kind of like, you know, you uh, have to. Um, but we wanted to do it uh, in, a, in a business setting. Um, we wanted to show appreciation to clients and also some of our prospects uh, at a time when they're not expecting to receive something. So we took something that we felt like was kind of unique and practical it, it, along the Cutco line. We took these $100 Cutco Super Shears, so kind of the multi-purpose shears that you can cut pretty much anything in the kitchen or you know, I have mine in my hunting bag and you know, we have like five pairs at home. We took ones with red handles, so it ties into to Valentine's Day. And we put a little Valentine's Day card inside, kind of like a Valentine and said, you know, um, we really love uh, working with you and partnering with you and just wanted to say thank you. Well, we weren't asking for anything. We weren't whatever. It was a handwritten note. And we sent it out to, I think it was close to 200 of our clients and prospects. So not an insignificant spend, but um, it was amazing that something as simple as a pair of high-end, you know, shears, people, you know, I had, and this is kind of crazy or sad or ironic, I had some people, because we made the gift all about them, it just had either their logo or just their name on it, nothing about us, uh, which is something that we teach. It has to be all about the recipient. We had some people that I, that admitted, they're like, John, you can never tell you know, that I did this, but I actually like literally gave those shears to my significant other as the Valentine's Day gift because I forgot to get something. And 
you know, they loved them. I had people say it was nicer than the gift that they got for Valentine's Day from their significant other. I had, I had people reach out and say, you know what, I've been thinking about doing gifting with you. And, um, you know, one of them was Electrolux. They reached out and said, Hey, we have this big golf event coming up. Can you help us do something really, really cool for this event? So, not only was the response great, but the, the people that were reaching out, you know, because we were top of mind during a non-traditional time um, to reach out for business, it, it, uh, it paid for itself. Um, but it also just deepened relationship with clients and modeled what we teach, which is um, to do things, you know, year-round versus just at, uh, at Christmas which is, or holidays, which is what most people do. So yeah. it, was, uh, it, was, it was fun. It was, it was different, and uh, it was very well-received. I would imagine so. Uh, let's talk a little bit about where you see this this level of appreciation next. Like, what's what's you know over the next five years? Where do you see this this gift giving idea and and extreme appreciation? Where is it going? Yeah, so I think um, well, continuing to create you know uh, great educational materials and books and, and, you know, teaching it from different stages. We have a speaking engagement coming up next month at Google. Um, I think, you know, hopefully it'll continue to go on bigger, bigger stages because I think, you know, it's something that leaders need. Um, and the goal is to continue to add, you know, new and unique product lines to, to the mix. Um, so, you know, we're con- continuing to diversify and, and um, you know, work with larger and larger companies to do, you know, to really show appreciation internally and externally. I do think we'll probably also eventually bring in some technology pieces that will develop maybe an app or, or different pieces that will make it easier um, for people to pull their key relationships that they're talking to most often and, and make it easier to, uh, to appreciate people year-round. It, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a commitment. It's, uh, if you want to just send out a bunch of stuff, Amazon does that really well, but if you want to do thoughtful, you know, with the, all the details and personalization to do gifting really well is not an easy thing for most companies to do. So I think evolving our processes and our software and our, our ability to, to handle larger and larger and more complicated projects will, uh, will grow. But really at a core level, what we're teaching and doing is, you know, like you look at biblical times 5,000 years ago, people have been giving world-class gifts to significant relationships. It's not like anything new under the sun. Um, it's just putting the spotlight on it, especially in our Western culture. So I think uh, if we can keep shining that light and getting more and more uh, disciples to go out there and continue to do it, um, it'll inspire others and give others the permission to say, you know what, this isn't just a warm, fuzzy thing. This is a real thing that I really need to incorporate. If I'm, if I'm going to say I'm a world-class organization, I should be really world-class at showing gratitude and appreciation to my, my most important relationships. And it really becomes so unforgettable in people's minds. I mean, they they can definitely forget about, uh, you know, a dinner because that's so such a common form of appreciation, but... You know, like a, a a red pair of shears with their logo on it, or something of that nature, given out during Valentine's Day. Um, it, that has that's such a, a value add for someone. So, it, it's definitely really a, a wonderful concept, and one that I see as a trend in business that's growing, where people are, you know, looking to have that wow factor. That's what it's been called over the years: is how can I wow the customer, but it, it, I mean, it's got a wow factor plus. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wow with, with some legs. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, uh, 
you know, it's it's one thing to wow somebody with an experience, and and uh, we all have a lot of cool experiences. Another thing to wow somebody with something that uh, becomes integral or something that's that represents something in their life as that artifact. So yeah, it's uh, um, I think our culture is right for it, and I think with you know people being more focused on gratitude and gratefulness, I think it's kind of the next evolution of saying okay, like showing you know using our words and our and our you know that's really important like we have to vocalize it but how are we taking it that extra step further is a uh, i think the uh, the next step definitely um let's talk a little bit about uh, ideas or how people how our listeners can reach you john in ideas on gift giving or if if a a listener out there has a unique product that they want to contact you about i mean th- there's a lot of reciprocal uh, effects here so uh how can we reach you to uh talk further about the business concepts yeah if you google ruin r u h l i n there's plenty of articles and our website and uh you go to ruin group dot com r u h l i n uh you go to at rulin on twitter um you can follow me or you can connect with me there um but if you if you google you know rulin or rulin cutco rulin corporate gifts any uh rulin strategic appreciation or appreciative leadership all of those um buzzwords were were usually uh pretty highly ranked in those topics because we're one of the few people that are really talking about them consistently and teaching on them and writing about them. So um, would love to hear from, uh, from your listeners if they have a, have a challenge or a need or, or um, are interested in engaging at a deeper level with, uh, with appreciative leadership or strategic appreciation. It would be, be my honor to, uh, to chat with them. And what I want to say uh, in conclusion to all of this, John, is in, in addition to a heartfelt thank you for sharing your wisdom with our listeners, is the intention behind what you're doing is about building relationships. It's not, I mean, obviously, the outcome becomes building business, but the underlying intention is really about servicing people and building relationships. And that's one thing that I do know about you. Um, and I, because I know who you are, I know what you're about. And it's so wonderful to watch your growth over these years and see the places that you uh, have gone, but the places that you are headed to. And um, real quick, before we wrap, just give me a quick sum- summary of the legacy that you wish to leave here with. Yeah. I, well, I think um, at a core level, you know, I have two little girls and a third one on the way. And, you know, if you ask them what their dad does, my four and a half year old, the way I've described it that she's latched on to that I think is really, you know, key is, is uh, my dad helps people, helps people love on people. And, you know, at, at a core level as leaders, that's what we're called to do is to, you know, to love our people well, to lead well. And, um, you know, my legacy is to um, hopefully um, have helped, um, you know, leaders uh, love on their most important relationships really, really well. And to, um, you know, if, if I'm able to, to do that for, you know, dozens or hundreds or thousands or hopefully more leaders out there then improve their not only business relationships but their personal relationships and, you know, kind of understand um, at a core level um, what that's all about. That's, that's uh, 
I'm, I'm very excited about leaving that with my girls and hopefully inspiring them to do their own version of that, um, whatever they you know, choose to do uh, with their life as well. And I'm sure that's going to be the case. So thank you, John, for all of your wonderful insights today. Thank you to all who support our freedoms and independence in this country. We appreciate your service. And thank you to our listeners who choose to spend time each week to listen to the show. I appreciate all of you, and I wish you all a very inspired week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.